Amazon is hiring near you. Earn a competitive wage and start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites, and Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. On this episode of iFilmmaker, I recap my recent trip to California. I'm still learning on recording formats and when to compromise video quality for the right price and your questions on finding the best video camera and film crew. We are back in Miami. I gotta say, I am happy to be back home because as much as I like traveling and whatnot, the longer I travel, the more I miss home. Um, there's nothing like sleeping on your very own bed, being in your own house and um, and whatnot. Traveling is great and whatnot, but it is a hassle moving around the airport with all my equipment and all that good stuff. Uh, so I got to say, it's as much as I loved uh, San Francisco, it's definitely uh, my favorite city to visit thus far. I haven't visited every city, but I'm... I was really, really kind of like a kid in a candy store out there because it was just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous all the way around. So I definitely look forward to going back in like three weeks. Uh, I'll be I'll be back there roughly three weeks uh, going back to recapping a video that I just started shooting there. So I'm very happy to be back. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, I hope you guys were able to catch my last episode on writing contracts. I think I, I've been getting some good feedback uh, from people that that have been af- asking about that, and um, I'm actually I'm happy I was able to sit down and and really look into uh, look into that stuff so that I can get your questions answered, shed some light on on some places where you guys needed questions answered, and so I was happy we were able to get that done. So on today's episode, I want to, after I recap my trip, we, we're going to go into my conundrum on, you know, shooting 4K, RAW, ProRes, XA, uh, XAVC, all that good stuff, because it is definitely a conundrum for me. But before I, I, I do that, I want to go ahead and uh, I guess let you know, let you guys know what I've been working on over there in, uh, in California. So I just got back from this California trip, which was a kind of a different one because it wasn't a round trip. I had to go to L.A. first to, to, to do a shoot there. Uh, I made a good connection. I had to shoot with uh, Mr. Keith Carlos. He's actually the first male winner of America's Next Top Model. Uh, he is a new client client. I'm sorry, not client, uh, brand ambassador kind of deal. So we were. I was going there to shoot a uh, an endorsement video with him and Tyne and whatnot. And super cool guy, great guy. Uh, if you follow me on social media, on Instagram, you know we did a couple of uh, posts on the, my stories and whatnot with him and his dog and all that good stuff. Super cool guy. Um, glad I got to meet him. And we uh, just spent the whole day shooting. We had lunch afterwards and whatnot. I was, uh, of course, I was shooting on my FS5. And I was shooting in a uh, in a regular XAVC 10-bit internal into the camera. I wasn't with my Odyssey this time, and I was not shooting I was not shooting <clears throat> uh, ProRes or anything like that. It was all internal HD, not even 4K. And I'm gonna get into that in a second. 
Then from LA, I had to fly over to San Francisco. The funny thing is, is that the night before I had to fly, I realized I never booked the flight. Well, we did book the flight, but then we realized that we did it under the wrong credit card. So I had to call and cancel that. It was free to cancel because it was within 24 hours. We had to cancel that, but I completely forgot to rebook it with the right one. So we had, I had no flight to San Francisco and, and thank God that, you know, I had to, I checked the night before and I realized there was nothing booked. I had hotels and, and, and cars ready to go, but, and a rental ready to go, but there was nothing booked. So I just booked the last minute flight over to San Francisco the night before. Unfortunately, this one was at 6.30 in the morning. So it ended up waking, I had to wake up like at 3.30 in the morning and get going and it was only a one hour flight so i got to san francisco like at 7 30 uh 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning ish around there and i had two choices i could either get to the hotel and sleep or you know my, my, so i got there that day but my shoot wasn't until the following day at 5 p.m so i had so much downtime and i took advantage i i, I figured i'd bite the bullet it's gonna, you know, I was already messed up with my sleep pattern. I'm from Miami. I'm all the way in the East Coast. This is all the way in the West Coast. And so it's a three hour difference in time. I was already jet lagged to begin with. So I decided to uh, to go ahead and uh, just go out sightseeing, do the whole tourist thing. And that's exactly what I did. I went to uh, I went to the uh, the bay over there. I forgot what it's called. Uh, I saw the bridge. I saw Alcatraz. I saw... I guess the beaches, but it was, it was quite nice. It was quite nice. Uh, and I, and then I went to those spots where, you know, the tourist locations where you go and see the bridge even closer up close and whatnot. And it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. I, if you want to see pictures of it, I posted on my social media at arielmartinez.tv. I'm also going to post these pictures on, uh, on, on the website, at ifilmmakerpodcast.com. So you can check them out there. So it was gorgeous. So there I was shooting with uh, Miss Allison Tibbs. She is a trainer. She is a blogger. She's all about fitness and getting your life right and whatnot. So I had to shoot with her. Did an interview. Was at her house. Shot some stuff at her house. This is also for Tynes as well. And then I had to go to her studio where she does a lot of training and and um, and fitness and whatnot. And I shot her with her class. And, and it was quite nice and so i shot that as well in uh regular hd with my fs5 internal and uh xavc now um and that was pretty much my trip that was pretty much my trip i was done and the following day i just flew back here that was about four days out i was out for four days and uh even that i i I love san francisco it was gorgeous it was gorgeous it's definitely my my top city to visit uh, when I travel. My conundrum. And let me explain to you why I shot XAVC HD internal to the FS5 over uh, the normal ProRes 4K that I usually do with my Odyssey uh, <clears throat> coming out of my FS5. And I've mentioned this in several episodes where I always prefer to shoot 4K ProRes and all that stuff because the quality is so much better, so much nicer. And I do, you know, I always have said that I uh, 
that I always, you know, I guess bite the bullet when it comes to storage. I'll, I'll deal with the storage, but I love the quality that it gives me. This is where the never stop learning process kicks in. When I recently went on my other trip to Minnesota, I shot the granite games. I kind of didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice to shoot HD because of the fast, fast turnaround that I needed. Uh, when I shoot ProRes, it takes another third-party software that is from Convergent Design to to uh, basically unload all the footage from the drives, the SSDs that get that get recorded into through the Odyssey. I it takes that software to basically transfer to convert the files and transfer them over to whatever file I need to put them in the drive and whatnot. So that's a process in addition to the heavy processing power that it requires for my laptop to do those quick edits. I was editing on location, uh, those little quick one minute segments or int special interest pieces uh, for that event. I posted them also on my social media, by the way. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't have a choice to shoot those HD. Now, when I started doing that and looking at the finished product, I was very, I was satisfied. I was very satisfied. And this is where I'm starting to realize the difference, the difference in, uh, I guess, you know, because these are social media. This is for web-based, you know, this is for web-based uh, content. The difference in quality, it's really, I, I don't know if I would be able to tell if I see my own work side by side the same thing shot in HD and the same thing shot in ProRes, if I would even notice the difference. And um, I'm talking everything, color, color, dynamic range, sharpness, all that good stuff. So it made me realize, it, it made me take a step back and, and try to see, do I really, like, am I really not only wasting my time, but wasting my money because of storage, shooting all this ProRes content? when it's really not necessary. And what I come to, and, and so this is what every other person, every other filmmaker, everyone that makes web-based content, you know, for content like mine, like in this podcast that I would produce, this is what they talk about. They usually just shoot regular, regular HD because it's going to the internet anyways and whatnot. But I would always go against that. And I would always say, you know, I would rather shoot 4K ProRes because it looks much better and whatnot. But I got to tell you, I really was satisfied with the HD content that I was getting out of my camera and editing on my laptop and whatnot. And I came to the realization that the reason I love to shoot 4K and ProRes, not only because it looks good and gives me more more details and whatnot, but because when I look at it in my own monitors, I have two 27-inch monitors, one of them, which is 4K. It looks much, much better on these monitors when I shoot 4K, ProRes, all that good stuff. But when it gets to the final end point, it basically looks like any other HD video, you know, shot in HD, whatever it is. And so I started realizing, is it really worth the extra money, the extra storage, the extra processing power that it takes to to create this when no one is really going to appreciate it. And I, you know, I, I came to the realization that no, it does not. 
you know, it's not worth the extra money, the extra storage. Uh, aside from that, to risk, to risk uh, traveling, traveling with my Odyssey 7Q Plus, which is not cheap. Everything altogether is 3000 bucks. Traveling with an extra $3,000 piece of equipment, you know, just to get that little extra edge when editing for myself, for myself to appreciate on my own monitors, it's definitely not worth it. It's not worth to risk it. God forbid I lose my entire case and, you know, or I drop it, whatever reason, you know, the more I, the more you use your equipment, the more risk you're taking of dropping it, you know, just like anything else. Uh, and it's, it, it just was not worth it. You know, this is where, you know, I'm, I'm starting to learn more and more as I continue, you know, the travel and whatnot, which by the way, I'm still, you know, reorganizing, uh, trying to figure out a more convenient and efficient way to travel. But anyways, it's not worth taking an extra $3,000 worth of equipment to this shoot to get a minute difference in, uh, in quality even though this is going to go on on uh, on the internet it's just going to be seen on on a on a website there on Tyant's website so it really isn't worth risking the extra equipment getting the extra storage you know and all in all it just wasn't worth it to me so that's basically where i i'm now heading in that direction of I can't say I'm compromising quality because the end product, the end product is always is going to be pretty much the same thing. It's still 10 bit. It's it's still going to be 10 bit color space because, um, because it's HD and the FS5 uh, shoots 10 bit in HD. You know, if it was 10 bit 4K internal, that would be gorgeous, like the FS7 does. That would be beautiful. Uh, but 10 bit HD works perfect and it works just fine and for the people that see it you know you, you really can't tell the difference the only time i tell the difference and again this is for my own satisfaction and appreciation is when i see the footage on my own monitors on my monitors it looks beautiful it looks gorgeous but i can't justify risking a three thousand dollar piece of equipment and you know, more processing power and more storage for, and ultimately more time to edit and whatnot, uh, for my own satisfaction so that it would look nice for me for when I edit, because when I edit, I got to say, I, oftentimes I stop, I stop and, you know, I'll say, wow, I really like this shot and I'll sit there and, and kind of like color it before I even start editing. Cause I, I just enjoy it that much, but you know, I got to get away from my own satisfaction and and realize that this is a business this is a business and you know what i'm being paid sometimes it's not worth risking some equipment spending more time um and uh, and more storage ultimately obviously more money so you have to treat it like a business so you know unfortunately for my own passion projects and whatnot that's obviously up to my own discretion um and I can do that if I want to, if I so choose to. But, you know, when it's for a client that 
they're not specifically asking for that high-end quality. There are some projects that I would that like for example, we have we do have a, like a product promo coming up and we're going to be shooting a promo video for it. There is where I okay, I want that extra, you know, 4K ProRes look that that, you know, that extra, uh, you know. Um but, you know, for quick endorsement videos that we're really pushing them out, you know, in um in vast quantities that might not be worth it so it really it really depends and and maybe if 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 uh if um if a project comes up where i'm really interested in making something good because i think it would look good on my own reel yeah i'll pull out the prores at that point but as i said it's not sometimes it's just not worth the risk it's not worth the time it's not worth the money um that you're putting into it so take that into consideration when deciding uh and you know when i started i've always wanted the best quality the best quality always you know if i could shoot raw I'll shoot raw if i can manage it you know and uh but now as i again as i continue to learn as i continue to grow in my profession in my career things like that are becoming more and more apparent so uh and that's basically where I'm at. If it's something that you know you're going to continue to produce, you're going to continue to do quite often, then sure. Like now, you know, Tyan is one of my regular clients and they're not they're not, you know, demanding that kind of quality. They're just, you know, they they they, they enjoy the the product regardless. So, it's really it would really be only for my own satisfaction. So, there's that. I'm basically going on and and uh, going to continue to shoot XAVC and pull out the 4K ProRes when I feel necessary to do so. So let's go on to, to answer a question here from Mr. David Garcia on Facebook. It says, from a rookie filmmaker who's trying to step his game up, any advice? I don't have connections to sick tools and cameras you do, but I manage working with what I got. Any advice on where to the best place to purchase the best film camera? And where can I find a tool, a cool film crew? I'm sorry. Where can I find a cool film crew to make dope clips? Awesome question, David. Uh, so when I started, I didn't always have the tools that I had. Quite the opposite. I would have never imagined I would have had a $3,000 piece of device, a three, you know, the, the Odyssey, you know, uh, monitor slash recorder when I started it seems so far-fetched like there is no way I would ever spend that much money as I continue to learn and see the value of what devices like that give me um, you, you'll start to, you'll obviously start to see first of all what you're making because if you're considering it it's because you're making that much money um, it's because you're, you're you're able to afford it you know but when you start it's you know, I when I started, I I was borrowing cameras from my friends. I started and I didn't even have a camera. Um, my friend had a, a Canon T3i, and that was my starting camera. I started with that camera, and I think that's still a good camera to start with. I would still have you guys. Well, despite I mean, there, there's a lot of good stuff out there right now, much better than the T3i, I believe, um, for the same price point that I got the. T not even that I got that my friend got the T3I at, at the time. So I would recommend that 
you uh, don't focus on what you don't have, but focus on what you do have, which I think you're doing that, David. I think that you're, you're good. You're working with what you got. That's exactly what you should be doing. Uh, work with what you have. Make that stuff work. Get creative. When you're limited in, in, uh, in equipment and gear, you're gonna, your creativity is going to have to come out because you know there were some times where I had to hang drapes uh, to help with the reverb in the room. If it wasn't in frame, I would just hang it just off camera so that I can, you know, uh, I can uh, get some clean audio for this interview. You know, you're going to have to get creative like that. You're going to have to know what works, what doesn't understand it and and move forward with that. As far as the best place to purchase the best film camera. Uh, I think anywhere you get it, it's not like different locations is going to give you different camera of the same make and model know what camera you have and look what they cost <laughs> uh and um see the price if it's in your price range it's pretty much going to be the same price anywhere else if you're buying it brand new uh if you don't mind buying used like me i'll admit i don't mind buying used equipment uh, i'll go on ebay sometimes and sometimes they have it on ebay for maybe 200 dollars less than the asking price on you know the retail price uh, and it's brand new. These are just regular uh, third-party markets and whatnot that that um, that sell them on eBay. Third-party, uh, uh, I'm sorry, third-party camera stores that sell them on eBay as well. But as far as the best place to buy them, there I don't think there is the best place. There's just a lot of places where you can buy them. Uh, you, the The retail price is the retail price if you're buying it brand new. Again, you could probably find it cheaper brand new on eBay. Just you know, be careful on eBay. Obviously, always look at the ratings, see what uh, what other people say about this one particular seller and make sure that you're not going to get gypped. And uh, as far as the, to find the best, find a cool film crew to make dope clips, uh, th the place where I like to go, the uh, directory that I like to go to is Production Hub. Production Hub is really, really good at helping you get connected with industry uh, industry professionals at in any given aspect of the industry from production assistants you know you have you can find your entire crew in production hub and no they're not paying me to say this i just really do uh believe that their service is really really top notch you can you, you go in there and you just type in what you need like the other day i needed an animator um i went on production hub i typed in animation and all these people in Miami that are animators just came out. And so I went one by one. I was able to get their information right there, their their email, their phone number. I started contacting them and and um, I started getting re responses. In addition to that, you can also just go and make a post. You can go there and, you know, I can make a project that I need an animator. I just post it. I need an animator. I'm doing this. This is how much I can pay. And that's it. And then just wait for them to reply to you. And before you know it, you have a lot of people contacting you uh, for that particular uh, job that you need to get done. So Production Hub is really, really good for, for that kind of stuff, finding people in your industry that, that can help you for your project. So, And they, they have everything from animation to, to uh, sound designer to, to camera operators, directors, directors of photography. Pretty much any title that you need in the industry, uh, they have it there in Production Hub, which is really, really cool. And uh, I have the, uh, I, I think it's like their paid account. It's like 50 bucks a month, which is dirt cheap for the amount of work that I get from there. 
So it's really, really good. Really, really good. I highly recommend Production Hub. Uh, as far as other places, I'm not sure of other places. I've, you know, I'm pretty happy with Production Hub, but I'm sure there are other websites like it that you can also try and find. Uh, and you know, they'll probably have the same kind of services as Production Hub. And I'm sure people are there as well. But the only one I use really is Production Hub. Maybe I should get myself on other directories, but I pretty much tend to keep myself pretty busy these days. So I haven't had felt the need to try and find more work elsewhere um i have my regular clients so as far as finding your film crew i believe that you can go there and, and find it uh i hope this was able to answer your question david uh hope you can make those dope clips that you're talking about and send me the link i would love to see that and uh if you guys have any more questions please feel free to contact me you can find me on instagram at arielmartinez.tv you can also go to the to our facebook page uh on ifilmmaker podcast uh on facebook and also go to the website ifilmmakerpodcast.com you can leave leave me a line there you can ask your questions you know let me know what you would like to would like to listen to uh things that you would like for me to cover and uh, hopefully I can get your questions answered. Uh, thank you guys so much for the feedback that you've been giving me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, this is, uh, I'm enjoying this again. Um, and also, I mentioned this in the last episode. I'm cu We're cutting back on the video for the podcast. It's just, you know, been getting so busy lately is that, you know, the, the video aspect of it, it requires us to set up the camera, you know, with some, you know, relatively good lighting and, and uh, it's just a several extra steps in the editing process. So um, we're going to stick to audio for now. Uh, I'm sorry if those of you that were hoping to continue the, the YouTube channel, which we still are, by the way. We're, we're, it's not all 100% cut off. It's just for regular episodes like this one and just quick tips and tricks and whatnot. I think audio would suffice. I think audio, it, it's, it's much easier to, to maneuver and whatnot to get done. Uh, and we'll stick to the video episodes when we see fit so you know we'll do video again when an episode comes where that requires some visual references also a quick reminder for those of you that haven't noticed uh on social media we started a giveaway a new giveaway this one is with uh our friends over at pelican they're giving away one of their new pelican air cases which is really really nice really really cool with the trek pack dividers and whatnot it's really really nice check that out over at the uh the film school instagram page it's at film school uh we're basically hosting the giveaway there they're also i believe they reposted the the giveaway over at pelican professional uh at pelican professional that's their instagram account and if you want a chance to win yourself a new pelican air case uh for your gear and equipment and whatnot check that out uh it's simple rules uh that you have to follow uh and but if you're interested go ahead check that out and uh hopefully you know you never know you might be able to be the winner uh well that being said we're gonna go ahead and end this episode and now we'll catch you guys on the next one see ya